Welcome to PPC 101, the show that trains and teaches you the fundamental basics and news about paid digital marketing. Get informed, enlightened, and inspired with our hosts who will give you all the beginner's information you need. Listen for our weekly tips and learn from our expert marketers. Cranberry Radio proudly presents PPC 101 with your hosts, David Ogletree and Amber Terrell. Welcome to PPC 101 on Cranberry.fm. I'm your host, David Ogletree from WME Training. And this is Amber Turrell with White Coat Digital. Well, hello, Amber. How are you doing? I'm, uh, I am I think we're both sick. That's we wanna, right. Do we want to just uh, be truthful about our condition right now, about these allergens that are That's plaguing right. us? Yes, we oh, both. Mr. Yes, we both sound like Marge's sister. You know, today we've got these deep voices. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> I can't recover from that one. I'm like, can you go get my cigarette, sweetie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, just this time of year, I'm telling you, if you're in Texas, it is just murder. But but we don't get the snow in the cold. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we get we get 70 to 80 degree winters. Right. So, so I just want to thank everybody for, for listening to our new podcast. I've been looking around and I've been getting some feedback on the Cranberry Network, and it's been really great. I've been really happy about that. Um, if you'd like to like the show, you, you can just um, leave us a comment on our blog or at ppc101.show or on our Twitter account, the at ppc101podcast. We'd love to hear from you, um, You know, feedback from the show or any show ideas, or if any anybody would like to be a guest on the show, we'd love to hear from you. That would be awesome. And also look out for our blog and our brand new social media accounts that we're going to be rolling out and communicating with you on. And yeah, just hit us up. We both love to talk. We're both chatty, as you can tell. So it'd be great. So today, um, you know, normally I kind of talk a lot, but Amber is really going to come in today and she's going to, she's going to talk a little bit about, um, she's calling it the Google and Facebook slap, what to know and how to avoid so I'm um, pretty excited to hear about what Amber has to say. But first, we're going to go ahead and do the news like we do every show. So the first thing I noticed today was that a guy named Mike Blumenthal at Blumenthal's.com, he found an interesting thing on um, found a test. Google was testing local inventory ads. And what this means is that whenever you have um, a shopping feed and, you, and you're doing shopping advertising on Google AdWords and it has like the name of the product and the price and that kind of stuff. Um, Google's now showing this in one of the, um, the mobile in mobile searches with a map. Um, and so what this means is that normally when you type like, um, engagement rings, Buffalo, you'll see a list of shops in Buffalo, you know, that sell engagement rings. Well, that actually is still there, but it's been pushed down. So there's still a map down there, but at the top, there's a new map and on that and below that map, it shows, shopping results different it's normally shopping results um have like a slider that go from left to right now they're going up to down and you can actually see um like prices like engagement rings at kohl's or whatever place that you're i think that's the the example that he'd given it given it's uh, i couldn't repeat it anywhere else but i can always repeat it with engagement rings buffalo some people are only seeing it if they use the google app i actually saw it live on google chrome on my phone, on my iPhone. 
So you can play around with that. It's something that's probably going to be coming around. So if you do um, Google Shopping, um, product feeds, uh, that's something to be looking forward to. Um, and so it looks like they're doing some testing. We'll see how that comes. I'll keep you up to date on that. Awesome. Now, the other thing I want to talk about was a little bit of an update from last week. We talked about call extensions. And like I said last week, I had not heard back from anybody at Google yet. And uh, I have now. And um, so if to bring back the announcement, what happened was is that Google is announcing that they're going to start changing how call extensions work and how they show phone numbers in your ad. And so the first big one is that they're now going to start showing your phone number that is with your um, location extension, your Google My Places or Google My Business. I'm sorry. They, they changed the name of that so many times. So, so what they're doing is that they're going to – so this is where I was confused. I was like, well, which one are they going to show if I have all these different scenarios? They said, well, there's actually a scenario now where they will show two phone numbers. They'll show one on the location extension on the bottom and then one onto the right of the ad like they normally do. And uh, the other confusion that the, I had was that it sounded like that they would preempt your phone number in your call extension if there was one on your landing page. So Google on Twitter and Google on their phone number, I've called them up as well, and they've both confirmed with me that's not the case, that your um, call extension will always show what you put in a call extension. The big announcement is that they're going to start automating this process. So if you don't put a phone number and you're doing it on, if you're purposely not putting a phone number in your ad, you're going to start getting one unless you opt out of it. And um, the next thing is um, a Facebook announcement. Facebook announced something called the Journalism Project. Um, it was a big old long announcement, and it had a lot to do with, you know, dealing with the issues they've had with the fake news and how to educate journalists. And they have a lot of stuff to help with journalists. Um, that's not really related to PPC so much. The big announcement that I saw in the middle of this was that they're going to start showing a thing called live ads. And live ads has actually been around for a little while. And what that means is a, a Facebook partner. And I think this generally only works with people who are have like giant accounts and have lots of followers and stuff. So if you're producing content, um, Google can now show ads. I mean, not Google, Facebook will show ads. And so what I'm finding is that um, this has been around since I think since the summer and it's been a kind of still in testing. And so what the big announcement is, is that they're going to expand that and how that affects us is that we're advertisers and, and you know, more than likely, you know, we're probably not, uh, you know, we may have people who listen to produce major shows on Facebook, but you know, most of us just put up live feeds every once in a while. And, um, this affects us cause we actually want to advertise on Facebook. So if you create a, a Facebook ad, a video ad, your ad can actually show up in someone's live feed. So, and the way that works, the ads are el eligible to, to appear five minutes into the broadcast and they last up to 15 seconds or shorter. And uh, so I thought that was really interesting. It was kind of buried in that, in that thing and that they're going to expand and start showing that more and more now. And yeah, the only... Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. And one other thing, if you're actually located here in Houston, Texas, on uh, February 8th, um, here at my office, we're actually going to have a, it's um, called a Google Partners event. And um, there's going to be two two people from Google. They're going to talk about targeting and cross-device tracking. 
and we're going to watch that video and uh, actually it's a live feed they're going to they're going to be talking live from Google headquarters and then after that we'll have a question and answers with me and we could talk about that and you could find that at um, at ppc101.show forward slash events and uh, you can see that so I think the important question about the Google Live event at your office, Dave, is will will there be punch and pie? <laughs> no, but there might be sodas. Well, Amber, um, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about our um, our show today. What is uh, what are we going to what are we going to be talking about? So I I like to call this the Google slap or the Facebook slap. Um, I did not make that terminology up, Dave. I'm I'm not that clever, unfortunately. But it is, especially if you're new to pay-per-click, it's really good to understand that this is some common terminology that describes either having your, your quality score or your ad rank lowered to the point where your ad just doesn't show at all, or getting your account banned on either Google or Facebook. And believe it or not, Dave, this is a pretty common occurrence in the marketing world, and it happens a whole lot. So let me just ask you, have you, Dave, ever experienced a Google slap? Yes, I definitely have. I haven't worked too much with Facebook, so I've never uh, ran into that. But um, actually, when we worked together, or when we worked at the same company back years ago, I had a company that they hired us specifically to get them out of a Google slap. They had, um, I don't know what they did, but they they had, they were they were doing all kinds of stuff and had really busy accounts. And uh, so basically, we, we just had to start over again with them. And uh, another things I've ran into is I've worked with firearms related issues. And so that's something that I've run into before. I had a company that wanted to sell bullets and Google well, just doesn't allow that kind of thing. And uh, we didn't know that. So we just put it up there and went, went with it and they let it go for a while and closed it. I think we put it back up again and then a couple of times and finally gave up on it. Well, I, I mean, a slap is something that I'm sure, you know, can literally kill a business just yep. absolutely destroy it from the top down. So when you worked on that account back in the day, were were you ever able to save it or did starting over just, you know, were you were you ever able to start over and get the same results that you once had? Oh yes, yeah. Um because we just set it up correctly. They they had been doing some shady stuff and uh and uh, it was a company selling adult products and uh, they just I don't know. I, it's been it's been a long time. It's been over eight or nine years, so it's hard for me to remember exactly what had happened. But I do remember that we just had to start over again. And they were also advertising internationally, so they were advertising in Britain and the U.S. And I think I actually I think I was in charge of the British account, and that someone else was doing the American one. So that's what had happened there. Well, that's good. Um, I think. You know, Dave, I wanted to talk about this today because I think that a lot of people who are maybe a little newer to the pay-per-click game, especially like, as you know, the company that I work for does a lot of work building funnels, White Coat Digital, check us out. And um, I, I, what I see is a lot of people who have never run any kind of pay-per-click campaign before getting really frustrated with Facebook. Like it's, it's like, even though people agree to a TOS, they don't really have that understanding that they can get banned for doing specific things. And uh, the big difference between Google and Facebook, and we're going to get into the nitty gritty details, guys, but if you get your account banned on Facebook or you get banned, there's a phone number that you can call. 
it's not super easy to talk to the right people, but there is at the very least an account management team kind of person that you can talk to. But if you lose your Facebook account, Facebook, Facebook makes it nearly impossible to get on the telephone with somebody. So the reason I want to talk about this with you guys today is especially if you're a beginning marketer, it's very important for your clients or for your own business to have that plan A, a plan B, and a plan C, especially if for any reason you're spending tons of money um, if your AdWords or your Facebook account is the meat and potatoes of your business, if something is going on where maybe you know that you're pushing TOS a little bit or pushing the envelope a little bit, it is in your best interest to do ethical marketing and really make sure that you've got that plan B or plan C in place for your client or in place for your business. So let's just kind of dig into the nitty gritty here. So when you get a Google slap, y'all, it refers to two different things. And the first has to do with quality score. Dave, do you want to remind our audience what a quality quality score is? Sure. Uh, quality score, you know, Google used to, you know, we talked about in the history, Google used to just figure out your click-through rate and your bid, and that was how you got who was number one, number two, number three. Well, they added a thing called quality score, which um, is part of the algorithm that figures out who gets to be number one and who gets to be number two and how much you pay. So it's very possible to actually be number one and pay less than number two because of quality scores. And so quality score is mostly based on click-through rate and expected click-through rate is actually the most important part of that. So if you have, if you're number one, Google expects you to have a much higher click-through rate than number two and number three and, and therefore and on down. So that, that's the big thing you, you want to know about like that so if you have a it's a range from one to ten so if you're if you have a quality score of one which i've seen it's not unusual to get a one um yep. because you you haven't mentioned your keyword in your ad at all and it's not on your landing page google's like well you know this is not related whatsoever so that's that's how that works right and i mean quality score is something that can tank an account if you're not careful so when a Google slap happens, you might find that it refers to either one of two things. And the first is that Google will lower your quality score to the point where your ads just don't show up at all. You also could get Google slapped because you're violating their advertiser TOS and Google bans you. This could also include anything from just kind of pushing their envelope, double serving, advertising stuff they told you not to advertise. Now, if you do advertise something banned, that should actually be caught and your ads should never run in the first place. But really, for any advertising platform, it's best to get an idea of what the terms of service are, know what you can advertise, know what you can't, and just don't bother with stuff that you know is illegal. Google doesn't want you to advertise. Like we talked about handguns. Adult is allowed, but you have to be really careful with that. So just read those TOS if you haven't, and I'll make sure to post those on our blog for you at ppc101.show. Now, one thing you need to watch out for, though, is that – not watch out, but be careful with – is that even though they might ban firearms, they don't ban things related to firearms. Like if you sell holsters or right. if you sell ammo cases, like and I do that with one of my clients, um, they will automatically – disapprove that ad so you have to then go click on a thing that says look at it again because when they disapprove it it's done a person doesn't really look at it um so you have to click on it to yeah. uh, resubmit it so that a person will actually come and look at those and another issue you can run into like i ran into when i used to work for a company that sold wordpress hosting 
Well, we were not allowed to use the word WordPress, or even for me yep. personally, I Trademark. cannot. I cannot put the word AdWords in my ad. I cannot say AdWords training at wmetraining.com. I can just put um, PPC training. Of course, I did find a workaround with that. Um, you could actually use keyword insertion. And so if the keyword is AdWords training and your ad is a keyword insertion, but your default text is PPC training, well, if someone just types in AdWords training, you you get through and you actually get to have the word in your in your ad. Awesome. Good tips. So I, I think that when we have this conversation about quality score, a lot of people who don't really know Google and who, who don't know Facebook for that matter, like to think that they can fix a quality score. And you can, you know, definitely relevancy is one of the most important ways to fix a crappy quality score. But if your quality score is so low that you can't seem to get back up, you might want to remember to call somebody at Google, just talk to somebody, see what it is specifically that you're doing wrong and how you can fix things. Take advantage of the fact that you can get a human on the phone. Do that and figure out how to fix your relevancy and make a great landing page and make a great ad because buying your way out of a, a crappy quality score is not worth it. And if you're doing something that they don't like, you may actually have had your ad flagged by a human being. It's not 100% automated over there. So can you buy your way out of a bad quality score? Eh, sometimes, but I think Dave would agree with me in saying that it's really not worth the effort. It's it's That's too expensive. A, yeah, it's too expensive and much cheaper for you to just figure out how to do it correctly. So don't compromise your money or your client's money. Don't try to buy your way out. Just fix what's wrong with the ad. And don't, and don't worry too much about a couple bad quality scores. When we talk about a Google slap, we're talking about my whole accounts below four, you know, or something. I mean, just, right. it's just the whole entire account is doing horrible. Like it's, it's not unusual. I actually have a few ones or twos or below fours because sometimes I'm, especially if you're doing brand advertising, like if you're um, bidding on your competitor, well, you don't want to put your competitor's name in your ad or on your website. So you're going to have a low quality score there. And that's just that you just have to live with that. That's right. And I mean, I, I think that if you do get slapped, it's pretty easy to figure, figure that out because all of a sudden all of your quality scores are in a toilet. You're getting placement nowhere or you might just get a message that your account has been suspended or, or something has been, you know, is problematic. So. Check your quality scores, make sure that you're keeping good management of those and review those uh, TOS and make sure that you're not advertising stuff that Google doesn't want you to advertise and that you're not pushing the envelope. So I want to talk a little bit, Dave, about affiliate marketing, because I think that maybe there are some misconceptions in the industry about the way Google perceives affiliate marketing. And I, I want to give just a little bit of history here. If you're not familiar with affiliates, affiliates are, are marketers who sell other people's stuff. So you could, for instance, go and sell Rosetta Stone on behalf of Rosetta Stone by making your own website, by putting up your own ads, and then that company will pay you a percentage of commission based on what you sell. That's just an example. Um, you'll find that a lot of products have affiliate marketing programs that you can join as an affiliate. There's an affiliate summit, which is a huge conference that you can attend and meet other affiliate marketers and get rich off selling other people's stuff. It, it is a hard market to crack, but it is something that people have been able to do. 
So Google has instituted over these years a mass advertiser ban at some point where they banned over 200,000 affiliate advertisers. And the reason that they did this is because click-through rates were just going through the floor. They were just tanking. So what happens, Dave, when click-through rates are tanking in mass in Google? They ban a bunch of people, apparently. <laughs> that is exactly what they do. So why do they do that? They do that because it's being made obvious that people don't trust the products anymore. People are stopping trusting Google. And it's how Google kind of stays at the top of the heat. I'm actually going to take a break right now. So let's pick up this affiliate marketing and this Google conversation when we come back here in a second, Mr. Ogletree. So you are listening to PPC 101 on cranberry.fm and we'll be right back. Time to pay homage to our sponsors. More PPC 101 when we come back. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Browse through our complete library of programs at cranberry.fm or on demand through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Google Play. Don't worry, you can still access all of our great webmasterradio.fm programs at cranberry.fm. Refresh your bookmarks today to Cranberry Radio at cranberry.fm. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Add some Cranberry Radio podcast to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. Cranberry Radio. It's it's good for you. Really. We're back to bring you the basics of digital marketing on PPC 101, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to PPC 101 on Cranberry.fm. I'm your host, David Ogletree from WME Training, and my co-host is Amber Turrell from White Coat Digital. Hello, Amber. Hello, Dave. Thanks so much. So we have been talking about a point in Google advertising when affiliates were using pay-per-click a good bit and click-through rates just went through the floor. So Google has no reason to accommodate anyone. (laughs) And I, I think people forget about this when they're advertising on Google. Google is a monolith. Google makes their own rules. They set the rules of the game. And if they destroy somebody's business because they decide to change their advertising platform, 
a lot of times they don't care. And I think that that's really important to keep in mind when you're working on client projects. Google has no reason to accommodate you. You really have to do Google's dance, unfortunately. So during this time, and I think, Dave, I'm trying to remember when this was. It it had to have been maybe around 2007, 2008. People just stopped trusting Google because anytime they saw an ad set, it was just a lot of crap. There really weren't many standards for affiliates in those days with AdWords. They really didn't have their privacy information at 100%. They weren't really safe with with the personal information they were collecting from clients. So Google just decided, you know what? These people that are placing at the top, we're just going to dump them. So Google did that. And uh, part of the reason I believe Google did that is because there was a point uh, early on in this decade when they got hit pretty hard with some regulatory penalties. I'm pretty sure, Dave, the DOJ seized millions of dollars of Google because they were promoting Canadian or allowing Canadian pharmacies to promote to United States customers. Oh yeah. I remember the pill penalty. I remember that. Remember that. And then like all of those pill ads that you saw on the display network were suddenly gone (laughs) overnight. Yeah. I remember that's, that's when um, PPC had another meaning pills, porn and casino. (laughs) (laughs) The good old days. And you know, it's, it's again, it's not about Google hating affiliate marketers because they they really don't. It's not about that at all. It's about just making sure that the quality standard of the ad is high enough to where Google feels confident that their click through isn't going to just drop through the floor and they're not going to give that competitive edge to like Yahoo. <laughs> and that's that's really the way that Google stays on top is paying attention to what customers are clicking, what they're looking for, what they want to buy. So if you sell an affiliate product on Google, I would highly recommend listening to this podcast. I would recommend reading all that you can. There are a lot of really great affiliate guys out there. Um, I guess you'd call him an affiliate guy, but I really love Russell Brunson. I really love ClickFunnels, and I think that he's a person to watch. Just try really hard to work on ad platforms that you understand and always have that plan B. One thing I want to bring up is that this ha- this happened a long time ago. I remember um, every- with affiliates, you get like an affiliate URL. So you have um, this affiliate company.com forward slash and a big long thing, and that's your affiliate link. And so anybody that goes to that link and buys something, you get some money. Well, people used to all put up those ads. So there'd be like five, five or ten links all to the same company, but with different affiliate links. And so Google decided that wasn't going to work anymore. So now they made it so that you can only have one URL per search result. So so if if you're competing with somebody else who's using that URL or you're competing with the actual company, you have to create your own domain name and you can't actually have two URLs. They will pick the one that they think is the best and drop the rest. So you can't have more than one URL from one domain name showing up at any one search result. So, I mean, I, I think that's a great point, Dave, and I think that it it lends some credibility to the fact that if you want to sell something, whether it's your product or you're selling somebody else's, you really have to have at least somewhat of an understanding of how all of this stuff works. You have to have a website. You have to have a carefully crafted ad. I mean, how do you make your quality score better? You work with a Google rep. You make your pages look good. You have all of your tracking in place. 
101 most fundamental thing about being a marketer is that if you're not benchmarking and you're not tracking, you're wasting your time. Because how do you know what's working and not working? How do you know that your ads are relevant if if you're not looking at what Google has to say about your ad and your ad rank? How do you know if if customers even care about what you're doing unless you're monitoring your click-through rate and looking at your bounce rate? And one tool that I would recommend is Crazy Egg, which is a really nice heat mapping tool that will allow you to just see where people are falling off on your website and what they're clicking the most and what they're prioritizing the most. You you really have to make a concerted effort to get not only interested in, but very excited about how your customers are using your website and are clicking on your ads. Because if you don't learn to think like your customer, then regardless of whether you're slapped or not, that quality score is just going to be terrible and and you're not really going to be adding relevancy to what you do. Another tool that I've used is a session cam. It's kind of creepy because um, you actually play these videos back and it shows the mouse. Of, you feel like you're in somebody's room because you, oh, yeah. you can see their mouse moving around and see exactly what, because it tracks every place that the mouse goes and, and animates that. It's really neat called session cam. I love that tool. I love the playback. I love the playback video tools like let me get my popcorn and just watch what customers have been doing on my website for the last 20 hours. It is creepy, but it's awesome. Great. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and move on to Facebook. Any final words on the Google slap, Mr. Ogletree? No, I think that's about it. The main thing is just to watch out for, you know, know the terms of service, the TOS as she was talking about earlier. Make sure you understand the rules. Uh, be careful with your quality score. Watch that out. That's the main thing. It's just just know the rules. Right. So let's talk about Facebook. This this is a little insidious because Facebook advertising is so new compared with Google. And a lot of people who are just getting started with funnels or or with affiliate marketing or any kind of marketing might have some expectations that it's going to be a lot easier than Google. But Facebook is still uncharted ter- territory when it comes to pay-per-click in a lot of ways. So we're just becoming acquainted with the idea of what a Facebook slap is and what it means for your business. So a slap can manifest itself in a few different ways. You might get something from Facebook telling you that you have unusual activity on your account and they've suspended your ads. They might just straight up suspend your ads altogether <laughs> And if they do, your running ads are going to be paused. And it, it doesn't matter how well they perform. It doesn't matter how much money you're giving to Facebook. Facebook could care less about your $80,000. Because you're spending eighty grand a month on Facebook or on Google or on any pay-per-click platform, that makes absolutely no difference to the giants. They really could care less about money. What they care a lot more about is user experience. Because the 100,000 people that are that keep clicking because they're getting great results from the engine are more important to Facebook and Google than the, the solid amount per month that one single advertiser spends. And you have to keep that in mind. So if you happen to get Google slapped or Facebook slapped, calling Facebook or Google and telling them, hey, you know, I, make, I give you guys a lot of money. I should be a preferred customer. There is no such thing as a preferred customer in the world of AdWords <laughs> or in Facebook pay-per-click advertising. So if you get that message, if you get your ad stopped, you're going to pretty much lose everything. And that's the scariest thing about a Facebook slap. You may not be able to go in and see how your ads have done. 
You may not be able to pull information out of the account that you could use for any kind of new ads, a new a new payment method. And you're going to learn very quickly that Facebook support is not half as good <laughs> as Google support. You can't get anybody on the phone. If you decide to make a plea to get your account reinstated or to get specific ads reinstated, that takes Facebook a whole lot longer than I've seen it take Facebook. And those times tend to vary. And you're going to be kind of in hot water with no running ads on Facebook. You're not making money. You're not spending money. You're waiting for your account to get cleared. <clears throat> so I hate to say it, but the way that a lot of advertisers are working around this is to just have an emergency backup. Have a secondary account that has your ads in there as paused, has different payment information set up, and you can do that by working through a new page and doing a new kind of ad manager account. That is the easiest way to have a second account and go undetected. I actually know people that have multiple accounts. Is it honest? Eh? Do I recommend it? Eh? <laughs> I think it's a lot easier to have one account and keep that account honest than it is to have multiple accounts. But a lot of people really are doing honest advertising on Facebook. Um, it's just for various reasons they're going to have some troubles with their ads. And we will go into those reasons right now. It used to be that your ad would not run if you had more than 10 to 20% text in your, in your advertising or in your images that go along with your ad. But they've kind of pulled back on that now because they'd rather have the people have text in the ads. They just want to charge you more for them. So if you if you use a lot of text in your in your image part of your ad and Facebook approves it, you may find that your cost per click actually goes up or is higher than otherwise. Um, Facebook is really instituting a lot of very similar things that AdWords has and has had a lot of success with. Like for instance, relevancy. You want to make sure that the advert or that your advertising matches the landing page. One thing that I really want to caution people against doing, and unfortunately I did not mention this when it comes to Google, is accessing an account through the same IP if you've already been banned. So Dave, have you had experiences with people who have had accounts suspended trying to open up another account on the same IP and then having trouble being able to kind of get through or get an account set up? I've never really ran into that, but like I said before, they had another company doing it, so clearly it wasn't the same IP when I when I started it. Um, but I did access the old account from the same IP, so in that sense, I did. So they were created under different IPs, but viewed um, differently. So the really funny thing is that if you're like out on job boards or let's say it's like Upwork or Freelancer or Guru, you you might actually see people trying to buy accounts. So that's a really common thing. People are have gotten themselves banned, whether it's on Google or Facebook, and they're out there trying to buy somebody's current advertising account so they can use it. And you might be able to get away with that, y'all, but <laughs> it I wouldn't recommend it because Google does log IP. So because they do, you may not be able to go and start another account if you've been suspended because you're just going to run into the same old, same old. And you might say, well, you know, I'm going to use a proxy to do this. But Facebook, I don't know about Google. Dave might know, but Facebook actually detects proxy. So 
if you access your ad account via a proxy, Facebook has in the past kind of been like, eh, well, this seems kind of illegit or this seems kind of shady. So I'm actually just going to go ahead and shut this account down. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't think Google's near as picky as Facebook from what you're saying. It doesn't sound like it. Google is not that picky at all. And the, the funny thing is that I, I know that of course there are ad agencies out there that just manage Facebook, but I don't really know of Facebook working with people to be very clear about what's okay and what's not okay in the same way that AdWords does. And Facebook tends to be a lot pickier. So it's, it's such an interesting thing. And there's this full list of things that Facebook gets upset about if you do it, like, you know, all of the, the obvious stuff, illegal stuff, gambling, but there are other things that have been really difficult for me as an advertiser to wrap my head around like the Facebook personal attributes policy. Have you seen this policy, Dave? I have not. So straight out of the TOS, y'all, ads must not contain content that asserts or implies personal attributes, which includes direct or indirect assertions about a person's race, ethnic origin, religion, beliefs, age, sexual orientation or practices, gender identity, disability, medical condition, blah, 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 blah. So it's it's funny what they accept, and you I'm going to post the links to this on the site, but you really have to dig into the policy because some ads are okay on Facebook, but based on the text you use in your ads, others violate that policy. So if you say something like, meet Christian singles in your area, that might be okay. But if you say, meet other Christians in your area, that's not okay. Like there's a thing with the word other where they don't want you to use that as it pertains to um, a personally identifying attribute. Now, is this something you can recover from? Uh, so like if you do that word incorrectly, you could change it and it's fine or do you have to worry about losing the account? I've personally never seen anyone get their their account banned by doing that. But I mean, obviously you're putting your account in danger if you keep doing the same crap over and over again and <laughs> you don't yeah, change about- it. It's more about repetitive. Right. And this ad, if you just go in and change your ad so that it is compliant, then they'll let it pass. But, you know, you you don't want to have that downtime when you're running ads. You want to know what's allowed and what's not allowed. So um, one thing that I would definitely do for the people out there is if you're really interested in getting into Facebook and you have questions, ask a Facebook rep. Because if you start your account by working with a rep, then you it's almost like unless you're intending on being bad, if you are bad a couple times and you do have problems, having an existing relationship with somebody over at Facebook shows good intent. It's like your taxes, right? Like if you, you know, if you piss off the IRS, that's it. But, <laughs> but if you've actually called them and made some kind of effort to let them know that you're trying to do the right thing, then it's it's going to be much more likely that you're going to succeed. So, yeah. yeah. What do you think about all this, Mr. Dave? Well, you uh, reminded me of something a while ago. I, I was reading something on a forum recently where some guy was trying to do something bad and, and he was talking about doing uh, cloaking. So, which... I'm sure they'll figure you out eventually, but that, I mean, there's all kinds of black, they call it black hat, you know, and that you hear that mostly in SEO, but there's black hat pay-per-click as well, uh, where you actually, 
show Google and Facebook a different web page than what you your visitors go to. But Google does have people that come from non-Google IPs and who will visit you. You eventually will get found out. So any black hat is a, a moving target. You have to, you can't just set up black hat stuff and let it go. It's a you know it's a lot of work. You know I think I think that if you look at our CVs, that it's pretty obvious that Dave, you're such a stronger SEO than I am. But I would really encourage beginners not to do anything black hat. Black hat is not for beginners. And in fact, a lot of advertisers would tell you even an advanced person shouldn't do black hat at all. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it just depends on what you are willing to do. I mean, it technically it's wrong. It's against the term of service. You're agreeing to a terms you're agreeing to some terms and then you're breaking your, your word. So uh, it's, I don't do it. And I, 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 fr- I definitely frown upon it myself. Uh, would not do anything like that with my clients. I I guess the way that I feel about it is that I understand the frustration that a lot of people have. And I've, I've had clients who have straight up lost their businesses because of like penguin, a client that I had lost his business, um, Panda, whether it's updates or or it's stuff that they're doing to the pay-per-click side of things, updates can really affect an account, but Google is so much easier. And this is just my opinion. You may love Bing, you may love Yahoo, whatever. I, th- I think that Google is the easiest to use search engine. The results that come back are the most relevant to everything that I'm looking for. And I'm really committed as a searcher and as a consumer and even a marketer to keeping Google relevant and keeping the crap out of it and making sure that I can use the results to get what I need. And I want people that are using Google to get the results that they want as well and not to have a lot of crap in the marketplace. So sticking to these TOS is it's not just about not trying to get your account banned or knowing what you should or shouldn't do. It's about ethics. It's really about giving the user a better experience. I think, Dave, one way that a client of mine has put it is that a marketer is a gateway to abundance, and if you're not willing to be that gateway and you want to you want to be shady about it, I do believe eventually that unless you're just a super ninja about it, that there are going to be repercussions and that you're taking part in putting crap in the marketplace. So just a yeah. rant. Yeah, Black Hat is definitely in any in any one of the areas, pay-per-click, SEO, social, any anytime you're doing Black Hat, it's going to be a moving target. You're going to have to constantly start over again, over and over and over right. again. So sometimes it's more, it's just as much work to do it the right way, especially in SEO. You know, I found that people spend more time black hat than they could have spent the same amount of time and got better results with you know, white hat SEO. Exactly. All right, sir. Well, Mr. Ogletree, our lovely audience, we're going to go ahead and go to a break and pay some bills. So we'll be back here in just a few minutes with Amber and Dave on PPC 101, cranberry.fm. Time to pay homage to our sponsors. More PPC 101 when we come back. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. 
Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero, and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Content for your ears and everything in between. Cranberry.fm. We're back to bring you the basics of digital marketing on PPC 101, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to PPC 101 on Cranberry.fm. I'm your host, David Ogletree from WME Training, and my co host is Amber Turrell from White Coat Digital. We've just been talking about Facebook and Google Slaps, and we're kind of going to give a little bit of summary, and then we'll have a few tips at the end. Amber, what you got for us? Well, I just want to first start by saying, watch your quality score. Always make sure that you're taking a look in your account, seeing what's going on there. Don't set it and forget it. Um, We also call it spray and pray. Dave, have you ever just worked with a client that's been running set it and forget it, forget it forever on their account and have no data. Um, most of them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And especially if you're managing AdWords for other people, this is something you're going to run into where someone has just set up an account and prayed to God that it worked and never looked at it again. You don't want to do that as, as a marketer, never spray and pray, check your quality score. Because a lot of these folks out here may have an account that's really underperforming or that Google may have slapped and they don't even know it. Yeah, Now, none of my clients that I'm managing do that, but I've had people come in and I've had people who pay me just to audit the account every once in a while. And then that's all that's ever really done. You know, they right. will go four five, six months and they won't do anything. And it's just mind boggling. Yeah, so... Monitor your account, folks. Monitor your bounce rates. Monitor your click-through rate. Monitor all of those chief metrics that really are what what are going to drive your CPA and end up driving what you pay per click. So do that. And, of course, read the TOS for Facebook and for Google. We're going to be posting those on our site. And when you're familiar with those, you greatly decrease your chances of a Google slap or an account suspension, which is a form of a Google slap that's even worse. Affiliate marketing, if you're an affiliate marketer, make absolute sure that you stick to these guidelines just as you would if you were running your own business. You don't want to get banned, so make sure to adhere to Google's privacy policies when you're collecting customer data. Let customers know what you're doing with their data. Um, Make sure that your landing page is easy to understand and easy to operate and has your keywords in it. 
make sure that your ads have keywords in it that are relevant to your product and that are actually on your keyword list, et cetera, et cetera. Keep in mind that Google and Facebook actually don't have any reason to accommodate someone, even if they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a month in advertising, because they're more worried about the customer experience and customer quality overall. So just keep that in mind. We didn't go too much into this, Dave, but I want to make sure that people know malware is a problem. So your, your Google ad is going to get shut down if you have any kind of malware on your site. And a hacked site, actually, it's a pain in the butt when you run AdWords to a hacked site because you have to prove that the site is not hacked to get your ad back on, blah, blah, blah. So just watch out for that. Yeah, if you're using uh, WordPress, which is you know, like half the websites or something like that. I forget what a number is. It's a large number. Um, you got to update your your WordPress as often as you as it as it comes out. Um, right. Whenever whenever you log into the back end, it'll make a little announcement that um, that there's an update. If you're registered with them, you'll get emails. Um, a lot of hosts actually will send you an email uh, if you installed WordPress using your host's in- WordPress installer. Um, and of course, there's some places like. Um, some of the uh, specialized WordPress hosting companies that will actually do it for you where you literally don't do anything. So if you have somewhat managed hosting, they'll actually do it for you. So please stay on top of whatever you're using. If you're using WordPress or any of the other um, things out there that, that need to be updated. Definitely. WordPress is one of those tricky ones, like script kitties from all over the world that really just want to learn to hack or like, ooh, there's a WordPress site. Let me see. Let me get that one. So <laughs> Dave's right. It's absolutely important for WordPress. I want to make sure that people know to work with a Google rep or work with a Facebook rep. If you have questions or you're not 100% about an ad that you're launching, it's very important to establish those relationships out of the gate so that if something does happen, you can show a little good faith and that you were trying to adhere to the TOS. Keep in mind that if you are selling something that you're not supposed to be selling, making friends with a Google or Facebook rep will not help you. <laughs> now, one thing you need to be careful about with, uh, especially, I don't know about Facebook, but with Google reps, um, they're, they're paid to get you to use more features. Their goal is for you to spend more money. So don't think that they're out to help you to make more money for your company. They're out to make more money for Google. So you have That's to be right. careful. Sometimes they'll recommend that you, they want you to turn on every single feature that they have. And they're actually from the, remember from the news, they're actually starting to automatically make you do things like you're going to start adding your, if you don't have a, a call extension, they're going to start adding it for you. So, I mean, they're getting kind of brazen at this point, you know, where they're, you know, they're opting you into things. Um, they're getting tired of waiting for us to turn things on. They're going to start doing it for us. <laughs> which is kind of weird, but yeah, I mean, is it, is it ethical? Not really, <laughs> but you know, a, it is business. And a lot of people, we, we will probably at some point do an entire show on ethics, but honestly, <laughs> when it comes right down to it, it's Google's playpen. A lot of people complain about privacy on Google and on Facebook, but you got to remember that you're dealing with a company and when you're dealing with a company, they are not a government. It's not about your rights. It's about what they want to happen. And if you're signing up for an account, you're agreeing to their terms of service. So you're basically under their auspices regardless. And I, I think that's something that people have a lot of problems with. So for Facebook, you know, just just make sure that you read the TOS because in my opinion, I think that 
there are a lot of reasons that there are a lot of reasons that your ad could be paused. And this isn't about suspension. Suspension has more to do with like if you're trying to use a proxy or if you're trying to advertise something that is a little shady, like maybe that could be a pharmaceutical product, but doesn't require a a prescription, that type of thing can get you suspended on Facebook. But what's more important is to keep your ads running so that you don't get into this problem where like your ads are being reviewed and you're constantly waiting for somebody at Facebook to get back to you about why an ad was paused and why they're not running. So just make sure that your relevance is high. Make sure that you're prepared to pay more if you're losing a lot of text in the photo part of the ads. Make sure that you're looking at things like this personal attributes policy and that you're not violating that. It is nitpicky, but they have reasons for doing what they do. And a lot of the reasons are based on the algorithms that they have in place and a lot of the social data that they're collecting. Facebook collects data in a really different way from Google because Facebook is a completely different you know, type of site. They're, they're very different goals. It's highly contextual. So just make 100% sure that you know what's in that policy and follow it. Make buddies with a Facebook rep and you'll be fine. Well, I think we've come to the end of our show. I think it's been very interesting, Amber. Thank you for all the, the Facebook tips and AdWords tips. I want you to remember that if you need any training, um, you can actually go to wmetraining.com. And Amber has uh, whitecoatdigital.com. And you can come talk to her about uh, any kind of funnel management. And thank you for joining us on PPC 101. You can download episodes of the program by going to cranberry.fm or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud, and very soon on iHeartRadio. Just notice that we are definitely on iTunes now and Stitcher. Took a little while to get those installed, but that's we're definitely there. Subscribe, that helps us out. And thank you very much. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited.